everybody. Welcome back to the Fashion School Dropout. Today's guest is the ultimate fashion boss. She has had a successful online clothing brand called Shift Style House, which has been featured on Bravo TV, at So Nicole, Sheen Magazine, and worn on stars including Tyra Banks and Sarah Jakes Roberts. She's also styled print, film, television, brand campaigns. And on top of that, she has a platform called The Boutique Teacher, where she provides small businesses with proven retail strategies to grow and scale successful businesses while also teaching and facilitating workshops, online courses, events, and retail training classes through her program, Breakout Fashionista. There's nothing that she can't do, and we can all learn a lot from her. So break out your notepads and pen and welcome Jasmine to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, I'm excited to have you. So as we've seen with 2020, we've seen so much pivoting this year. And I feel like you're the embodiment of that because you started out having a six-figure salary corporate retail buying career with Fortune 500 brands. You lost it all. You made it back as an entrepreneur. Now, how did you navigate through that? Yeah, so one of the things is that I started my business, I started my clothing brand Shift Style House while I was working um, that corporate job. So, you know, for those of, that are listening that are still working that job, but, you know, looking to get into entrepreneurship, I definitely suggest letting your nine to five be your first investor. And so I did that for, I want to say, maybe two and a half pivot that I didn't see coming. You know, I, I had this plan that I was going to leave my, my, my company and, you know, I, I had it all laid out and God was just like, nope. And so, uh, you know, that definitely was a pivot just, you know, from when you're trying to plan going into full-time entrepreneurship versus kind of being thrown into full-time entrepreneurship. So there was definitely, you know, some, some moments of where I was like, I can't do this, you know, I'm not going to make it. And, you know, come, come a few weeks, uh, it'll be my second year full-time. So guess I've been making it. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So you said that you felt like you weren't going to make it. What so many people have this fear and that holds them back. What made you just finally say, okay, like now or never? So the thing with the thing with when you are working a nine to five and still, you know, having a business, some, some people do it, you know, successfully and some people continue to continue to do it. I, I know several people that continue to work a nine to five and they have, you know, six figure, multi-figure businesses. I just, um, knew that the time that I was putting into that nine to five was taking away um, from the business. And so with, with that fear, it, you know, it's, it's like when you're full time, like it's sink or swim, like it really is. It's, you know, you have to, you don't have that, that guaranteed check coming in. And so it makes you show up in a totally different way. It makes you, you know, those days that you don't feel like, hopping on the live or that you don't feel like, you know, sending that 
email, it makes you, it forces you to, to do that because this is now two and a half to three years, um, your livelihood, just winging it. Lost. So that's yeah. why exactly lost in the sauce. So <laughs> that's really why I, you know, really um, wanted to help others because I felt like, you know, that was my area of expertise. That was, you know, my gift. And I didn't see anybody else, you know, doing it. There, there are other people that, you know, are, are coaches, but um, I have yet to come across anyone who has my uh, set of skills in terms of being a boutique owner and having over 12 years and in several different areas of fashion. So, you know, I kind of blend those together and that's how I've, you know, successfully grown my own business to be featured on those platforms, to be in Macy's because I don't consider my brand, you know, just another Instagram boutique. And so I, you know, teach my clients that as well. It's like, well, no, we're not Instagram boutiques. We are real retail brands out here in these e-commerce, <laughs> e-commerce and brick and mortar streets. So, <laughs> yeah. so as I mentioned in the intro, you've done so many amazing things within the fashion industry. You've had a clothing line. Um, you've had the boutique teacher, the path to success is never easy. So what were some initial challenges that you were faced with um, in any of your ventures and how did you overcome them? So the thing with me with, you know, having a degree in fashion merchandising and, and buying and going into that space, I never wanted to be in a box. Mm -hmm. And so I think oftentimes um, when it comes to fashion, since it's, you know, since it's so big, but people don't realize there's so many different avenues that you can go into. And I, I personally wanted to be able to experience, you know, several of those. So I worked, you know, I've worked in retail stores and I knew I didn't want to go, you know, the store route where you're, you know, you working your way up to manager and all that. I was like, nope, don't want to do that. Um, you know, I've worked in, in inventory and, worked in, you know, as a buyer, worked, you know, as a stylist. So it was like, worked in visual merchandising. So it was like, I wanted to try all of these, you know, avenues to really just kind of understand what my lane, what my lane was and where I felt, you know, the most would be the most beneficial and as well as um, where I could see myself actually growing. And just the challenges with that, I think it's just, you know, it's just learning and navigating the different spaces, because although it, is fashion, you still have to kind of, you know, start from the bottom of these and, and work your way up. So each new lane was, you know, kind of like starting over. And, you know, oftentimes people don't, you know, want to start over, but um, that's, that's really the only way that you'll, that you'll really see what you love to do and what you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a word right there. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm over here like... <laughs> I feel like with fashion, and one of the things that's lacking from fashion education, you uh, majored in fashion merchandising, I majored in fashion design, and I did not even know that styling was a career. I thought it was just a designer or a buyer or like you do yeah. flat. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't either until I moved. It wasn't until I moved to New York. 
It wasn't okay. until I moved to New York and I was like, wait, what? Yes, there's a whole other world. So I always say, if you've tried styling and it's not for you, you don't like, you know, the long hours and the craziness of the pool life, or if you don't like designing, I discovered that I did not want to be a designer after I saw, you know, dealing with manufacturers and all that. I was like, okay, this is not what I signed up for. There is still a job in fashion for you. And I feel yeah. like you're a testament for that. So many opportunities for sure. Absolutely. So how did you go about starting your own brand, Shift Style House? And what inspired you to want to help other women build their own successful boutiques? So I started Shift Style House again, just from being in, you know, being in the space. Like, obviously it's so cliche. I have a passion for fashion, <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, you know, there's really no other way to, to describe it. Um, you know, that I've, I've just always been in it. And so as I was growing in my buying career, um, the further I got away from that creative side. So it was like, you know, where, where my brain was so more so focused on the the number side and the strategic side um, just because you have to have that you know skill set to be a successful retail buyer i was like i need like as some create you know it's like you feel like you're just not um fulfilled like something is something is missing and so i just started to you know look deeper into um you know e-commerce stores there there had been quite a few um that had launched and i was like well how are all these people starting these businesses like i thought that you know it was that it took so much to start and it and it 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 takes some but it doesn't take you know what what i thought and so i really just started researching you know more and more the platform that i wanted to use um you know what what the business name was going to be because it didn't start off as as shift it started off as bella rosa and so was that taken kind of doing all of that um you know led me to finally opening so this was in 2015 and as i you know have grown in you know in my career as i have have grown my own boutique i realized that if i um, am someone who is an expert in this industry who's worked in many facets of the fashion business and i struggle you know how are those who have no knowledge you know of any of this they they they've never heard of you know some of these fashion terms they they've never heard of some of this and so how are they navigating and that's what led me to really want to help others because i like i said if if i was struggling i'm someone who you know is pretty uh, pretty well versed, well versed yeah. in the industry um then i just knew they <laughs> i was like they have to be <laughs> so with that said what characteristics do you believe are important for someone to run a successful boutique you better speak on those credentials. You have to be consistent. So that is probably one of the things that people um, struggle with the most is consistency, right? Like everybody wants all these successful businesses. They want all of these accolades. They want, you know, the notoriety. And, and what comes from that is you actually doing the work and being consistent in doing that work. Like you posting one day or sending out one email, you know, is not going to, and, and then it doesn't work and you, you're give ready up. to give up, right? You know, you're ready to like, okay, it's not, you know, it's not working for me, but it's, it's the, the combination of 
being consistent when you don't feel like it. You know, it's it's days where I don't want to do anything. You know, you don't that you that you just don't want to do things, but it's it's in those moments that you still have to show up. So that that is one characteristic is, you know, being consistent. Two is being um, authentic. I think in fashion so many times um, with with our, you know, we're natural creatives, right? We're creatives, but, but oftentimes people, what I've noticed is that they tend to look too much at to what the next person is doing. Mm. And so you can't let whatever somebody else is doing influence, you know, what you're doing. And, and what I mean by that is in terms of like boutique owners, you might see that this other boutique, you know, has this piece and you're like, oh, okay, they're getting a lot of engagement. They're getting a lot of comments. Let me go add this to my boutique. And then it doesn't work for you because that's not your audience or that's not, you know, who your customer is. So it's like being, be authentic to your own business as well as keeping your eyes on your, <laughs> on your own, you know? Okay. Um, so those two also, again, having a vision, you know, for what you want uh, this business to be what what you want your life to be because oftentimes um, that's what you have to keep in the forefront when things aren't you know going as you'd hoped or aren't moving you know as fast which I would say then leads to perseverance so uh, yes. there we go I'm like dang <laughs> what can I think so you know being able to to keep pushing on again when sales you know may not be coming when things may not be working out when you know that that stylist that you want to work with doesn't reply to your emails like you know being able to continue um you know based on this vision that you have and being able to still show up Ooh, those are all such great points and i love every last thing that you said because i always say it's so easy to start something like anybody can start a business anybody can open a boutique But what matters is that consistency on those days where you do want to give up. You're like, is this worth it? Am I even like, what's, what's really going on? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's in those times where you're just like, you know, I've had plenty of nights where I'm like, you know what? I could just be be working for somebody else. Like, why am I putting myself through this? But it's in those times that you still do have to show up. Mm-hmm. And in terms I of having that most people quit before yes. that, you know, they quit before. Absolutely. And in terms of having that vision, always have your why. That's what's going to keep you going in those moments where you're feeling like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm motivated. Like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like, where should I go? Why am I even doing this again? And then you have to remind yourself why you even started. And that's what's going to keep you going. And liking fashion, liking clothes is not enough. That is not, like, because I love clothes. Like, what, you know, let's dig a little, a little deeper. What, you know, what is the impact that you're trying to leave on, you know, on this, on this planet? What, what, what's that legacy that you want, you know, others to, to know you? by Mm -hmm. so it's you know it's thinking about that not just I just love clothes so much yes it has to go deeper than that or else you're not gonna last in this industry they're gonna test you (laughs) (laughs) oh yes yes so we are 
2020 has been crazy to say the least. What ways have you had to pivot during this time? Because it has just been so unexpected and, you know, we had to think quick. So in what ways have you had to pivot? Yeah. So definitely, I think with 2020, what, you know, what, what I've learned through the pivot is that, you know, you have to, you have to take risks. I mean, that's what we do as entrepreneurs, you know, we are risk takers and, you know, some of those risks work well, some of them, you know, are, are lessons learned. And so for me, um, it was being able to pivot my product assortment, you know, during the time when the pandemic first hit. So, you know, with my boutique, I typically try to, you know, maintain a a really chic vibe, um, you know, unique pieces that you aren't going to find everywhere else, different ways that you can style those pieces. I try to infuse all of those elements. So very fashion forward, Um, But when you aren't going anywhere, you're like, okay, so she's not really getting dressed up like this. So, you know, being able to pivot. So then I pivoted to more essential wear. So like biker short sets and joggers and, you know, things that she can still be cute and and wear to the grocery store because that's the only place that we're going. (laughs) Um, So being able to, you know, not be afraid to to pivot, but keeping my customer at the forefront, like, okay, no, this is not traditionally what you sell, but what does she need? And so being able to understand that allowed me to react um, quicker than most, I would say also just being, um, being a e-commerce brand. So, you know, a lot of people that were brick and mortar, there were some people that were brick and mortar that didn't have online an online presence. And so they were really like, well, what, you know, what the hell? So already being online, it was, you know, I'm already, I'm used to selling online. I'm used to, you know, that being the bulk of, you know, where traffic and, and orders comes from. So again, it was just for me testing out new strategies. Like it was all about testing and tweaking. Okay, let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. Let's see if, you know, testing out different things is really what helped me. Um, and still showing up, like again, yes, we are in these times, but, you know, still still showing up again and, and being and reading the, the room. I would say also, you know, reading the room, understanding, um, you know, when, when things are sensitive, you know, especially with all of the, you know, the civil injustices that, you know, happen in the country. It's like, okay, um, we are a black brand, you know, that, that affects us too, because my, you know, customers are mothers. They, they have sons, they, you know, things like that. And so it's, it's being able to understand um, when you have to kind of put the sales aside and and put, you know, compassion at the forefront. So it was where, you know, I was reaching out to, to my customers and my community, like, you know, are you okay? Are you, are you good? And really, and really um, meaning that, like I sent, I got so many emails from people that said they had been let go or things were really hard. Like I sent several of my customers cash apps. Like that's not even something that I've ever shared because it's not 
um, you know, it's not something that I that I say to to brag or or boast, but it's you know I, I ask them like what what do you need and and it, you know some of them were were mothers and they're like unemployment still hasn't kicked in and I'm like okay what well, what's the cash app so it's it's having compassion um, you know in those times of where you can bless you know others it's not always just about your business and and it's about what your business is able to help you you do honestly um and that's what really sets your brand apart is that you humanize it it's not this you know corporate machine it's like you actually have a relationship with your customers and that is what creates longevity in a brand because they're going to be loyal to you for that they're going to remember you during these times so Yeah, I have so much respect for that. So for someone who is listening right now, they're like, wow, I want to do what Jasmine does. I want to start my own line. I want to start my boutique. Can you tell us what they would expect working with you in one of your workshops or with the boutique teacher? Yeah, what you can expect. Listen, (laughs) I tell my clients all the time, like, listen, coach Jazz and and who? Uh Uh-oh. Um. No, not really. But it's it's because I actually, you know, care about your business. Like, again, it's not just a, a, another revenue stream. It's because I, you know, I can see what you may not necessarily see. Like, I can look at some of my clients, you know, websites, their Instagram pages, and immediately be like, okay, you need to change this, 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 this. And you know what I'm saying? You quickly, you can do that because you are skilled in, in, and that's, you know, that, that's your gift. And so with me as a coach, you know, I want my, my job as the coach is to make my clients level up. Like it's to make you feel uncomfortable. It should be uncomfortable. It's to make you step out of whatever this, this box and this comfort zone that you've been in. Um, so, you know, I push them, I push them to, to try new things. I push them to test new strategies. You know, I, I push them to think. And, and when I say think is, is again, thinking about your business as if you were the CEO of a Fortune 500 retail brand. Like, I need you to think in, does that decision make sense? You know, does that make sense, you know, for the business? For instance, I had one of my clients reach out today um, that had an influencer opportunity where she, you know, would pay a certain amount and she would potentially um, be a part um, of a campaign that was um, with a celebrity. And so from that, you know, she probably, she might've gained like 10 to 15,000 new followers. And that's cool, right? Followers are cool. But I was like, but is this celebrity your ideal customer? Mm -hmm. Like, let's think about it like that. That's great. Followers are great. But are those followers going to buy from you? Right. You know, is, is, does this, does this person of influence actually have any influence like does does this person have a buying audience like where they she says hey go shop with this brand and they're going to come running if the answer is no then you don't need to do it so it's getting you know what i'm saying it's getting them to think differently about how they look at their business so that's what you know those can those that i work with can can expect from me is to be pushed to be challenged um but to really leave 
um, when you leave me, leave the, with the confidence of knowing how to grow your business moving forward, how to really position your brand for success. When you were just talking about, um, does that influencer have a buying audience? That reminded me of this story that I read, um, not a story, but an article about, and I'm sure you've heard of it. This influencer, she had like 20 million followers or something yeah, like she that and, and she couldn't even sell more than eight t-shirts like that is insane so yeah make sure that everything you do is in alignment with your brand your vision and your goals has to make sense so last but not least what's your advice to someone who wants to quit their job and become a fashion entrepreneur like yourself my advice for someone that wants to quit their job is to, um, one, make sure that you have, I would say, at least a good year of savings to be able to sustain yourself. Um, you know, I was thrown into entrepreneurship because I got fired. So I had a savings, but it was not the cushion um, that I had planned for. So definitely, you know, have at least, I would say, a, a good year if you can, of all of your expenses uh, covered. Also, you know, begin to downsize now, make some sacrifices now. So by that, I mean, you know, when I was still working nine to five and building, you know, my businesses, I was cutting down on those mani pedis. I was cutting down on going to brunch, you know, with the girls every week, cutting down on shopping, cutting down on getting my hair done. So making some of those sacrifices now, um, you know, to put into your business. Also, begin to look at, you know, what you can outsource. I think oftentimes that, you know, people think entrepreneurship means that, you know, you are just this like working dog and, you know, you should always be doing every single thing and and for some cases it might be like that where where you're starting out where you are doing everything but if you are working that nine to five and you still have that nine to five uh check then definitely look at outsourcing those things that you are not great at so if you know that you cannot post on social media consistently you know that you don't know how to create a visually appealing social media feed you don't know what to say in captions then you know you might want to look at outsourcing a social media manager you know for someone that can do that consistently and essentially a good social media manager um and, and strategists should be bringing, you know, positioning you to bring in sales from social. You know, you want to look at where you can outsource for positions that are going to bring you more money, again, because you are now hiring somebody that is an expert, you know, in that area. So I definitely say doing those three things. So outsourcing where you can, cutting down on your lifestyle and expenses and at least saving up a year's worth um, of being able to cover, you know, your rent, car note, food, whatever it is, um, but also still being able to put back into your business, I would say. Mm -hmm. Do those first before you just jump ship. I know it might be hard that people probably get on your nerves, but. <laughs> no, I think that's a great yeah, that's a great note to end on. Um, focus on your strengths and hire your weaknesses. Exactly. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for all of these gems that you dropped today. If anyone thank wants you. to learn from you and connect with you, where can they find you? 
definitely find me on Instagram at Jasmine Bowdry, J-A-S-M-E-N-E-B-O-W-D-R-Y. I have links to literally everything um, on that profile. So that's where you can find more about coaching. If you are an aspiring or existing boutique owner, um, you know, supporting Shift Style House, everything that I, you know, that I have going on, you can definitely find on IG. Amazing. There you have it. So that is all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and be sure to tune in to the next episode. Catch you next time.